Greystone, I hope that puts you in the Christmas mood and that you will join us next week as we kick off a brand new series, Christmas at the Movies. We're gonna be taking a deeper look in some of the classic Christmas movies each week. It's going to be a fun-filled month as we work our way towards our Christmas Eve services all happening on December 24th. So you do not wanna miss Christmas at the movies. I wanna welcome you all to Greystone Church. My name is Justin Mojack. I'm one of the pastors here. And it is so good to be with y'all this morning. Hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving, ate way too much food, and enjoy your time with family and friends. I know I love my mom's pumpkin pie, but I'm one of those guys that likes to have a nice sweater of Cool Whip around the pumpkin pie. I don't know if there's anybody else in the crowd, um, but I absolutely love that. Want to welcome everybody at the Walton campus. What's going on, Walton? Oconee, great to have y'all. And everybody online, thank you for joining us. Those that are online, let us know where you are watching from. But if you've been living underneath the rock or if this is your first time, we are wrapping up our Family Goal series. And through this, we have created a podcast with Davey Pollack and Pastor Jay. And we are currently in the middle of a three-week series with Jeff Foxworthy. So if you have not subscribed to it, if you have not rated it, liked it, downloaded it, and if you have not checked out our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe to that as well. That's obviously Family Goals with David Pollack and Pastor Jay looked that up. You wanna be sure that you subscribe to all of those because that helps us boost us up in the analytical world. So go ahead and do that. But October 17th, you probably don't even remember what we first talked about when we started Family Goals, especially last week. Well, last week we had an incredible message about reconciliation. And we got to hear from a mom and two sisters and just the power and the miracles that God is doing in their life. So if you have not checked that out, be sure to check it out after this service because it is just downright uh, powerful and it will leave you speechless to see what God is currently doing in the people of Greystone Church. So the verse today that I wanna share with you is found in 1 John 3, 18. So go ahead and turn to that. That's in the back of your Bible, not the book of John with the Gospels, but that's 1 John. So if you're in Revelations, the back end of your Bible, turn to a couple pages. Because again, we come here week in and week out. How many people do we really remember what we've talked about. October 17th, the past couple weeks, I'm probably in that boat as well, and I work here. Um, so what I wanna do today is I wanna recap some of the goals that we've been sharing, but then I wanna take an action step, create a family action plan for us just because on Sunday mornings it's easy just to take notes, okay, Jesus, you're holy, let's tithe, and that's great. But I wanna challenge us to take that action step because in the name of Jesus, I pray that everything that we do pushes our family towards Jesus. So if you have your Bibles open, your apps, your notes on the screens, 1 John 3, 18, oh, get ready for this, reads, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with action and truth. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it one more time. Dear children, let us not love with words our tongue, but with action and in truth. So the first goal that I wanna recap is that every Christian family needs to have a clear mission from God. Again, every family needs to have a clear mission from God. 
Because I don't know about you guys, there are some days that I feel that the wheels on the car are about to fall off. There's just so much going on, being pulled in five million different directions that I'm going to fail. Everything that I'm juggling is gonna come crashing down. I remember driving to soccer practice one day and I'm like, why are we doing this? Why am I running myself into the ground like this? You know, I don't know if you've been there, but having that clear mission helps me in that moment to be like, all right, this is why we are doing it. So the first action step is to create that family mission for your family. So for us, for the Wojak family, it's found in Colossians 3, 23. It reads, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you're doing it for the Lord and not for man. So for us, for the moment that we wake up and we step outside of that bed, we are on mission to honor God through everything that we do. That's, that's cooking dinner, making lunches, getting the girls out of the doors, going to school, going to practice, going to band, going to course, going to soccer. Now, do we execute that every single time? Absolutely not. We fell, fall on our faces and we fail at that. And that's why we have the grace of Jesus. But that is our purpose. So as we are running around, as we're doing stuff, that's the mission of our family. So what is yours? Because I love the verse in Proverbs 29, 18, and it reads, without a vision, the people will perish. Absolutely love that. So what's your vision? What is your mission that God has placed on your heart for your, you, your spouse, your family? So then that way, in the midst of those crazy times, you can get refocused. This is why we are doing what we are doing. So goal number two is to trust God in all your ways. Trust God in all your ways. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So this set of verses were some of the first verses my wife and I started to whisper to our girls the moments that they were born, even beforehand. So as we were holding them, we would just read this. We would just read it over and over and over again. Now that they're 12 and 10, verse that they memorize, because I pray that in the name of Jesus, that when they are away from mom and dad and they are faced with trials and stresses, that they will go and trust Jesus with all that they have, that they will not lean on their own understanding, and that they can find the peace knowing that God will make their path straight. So the action step is to trust God in all your ways. It's simple, is to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and other scriptures. So then that way, as you're going on your day and you're bombarded with this, and this is on your plate, this is that throne on your plate, you can find strength, you can find peace in the scriptures. So we talked about finding a clear mission from God. So then that way you can stay focused, you can stay on purpose. Trusting God in our ways. Goal number three is to trust God with your wealth. Oh man, this one right here is so near and dear to my heart. I love Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats 
will brim over with new wine. I don't know about you, but I want my barns to be overflowing. So I'm gonna be honest with you, those that are watching online, I've shared this a couple of times, hosting, but one of my biggest fears I have as an adult is not providing for my family, is not having the money necessary for my family. Not necessarily to go on trips and all those fun things, which that's a bonus, those are great things, but just to simply providing for my family. And running and owning a business for 15 plus years, I was constantly in that fear and that stress and that anxiety of how are we gonna pay bills? And for a lot of those years, I was a sole provider. So I constantly was, was bearing burden, uh, carrying that burden. So I found the antidote, I've cracked the code to beat that. Are you ready for this? It's the tithe. You're Bojack, what are you talking about? You're nuts, I know I am. But I have found that in order for me to fight that anxiety, to fight that stress, I'm gonna, the action step is to tithe. I am going to tithe. So with that action step, there's a couple different layers here. So the first layer is for the people that don't tithe at all. Because let me tell you what, you are missing out on experiencing God in a way that you have never experienced before. So if you don't tithe at all, I wanna challenge you to start tithing 10% of what you make, so that's, you get paid weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is. I challenge you because you are missing out on experiencing Jesus like you've never experienced before in your life. So layer number two is maybe you tithe every other month or just when there's extra money and you just randomly give whatever's left over. So maybe that's only four, five, 6% of your tithe. I wanna challenge you to tithe the full 10%, because the Bible is very clear about that's how we cheat God is through our tithes and through our offerings. So maybe you're, you're layer number three. Maybe you're, whoa, Jack, I tithe every single week, every single month, week in and week out for years. That's what I'm talking about, and we are experiencing that obedience and that blessing of God blessing our tithe each and every single week. But I wanna challenge you for our Christmas offering. That's December 19th. You have, you have the papers in, in your chairs to see what the offering's going to. But the offering is above your tithe. So in December, we're gonna tithe, but on December 19th, we're gonna bring our offering, saying, Jesus, thank you for what you're doing. So I want you, your spouse, and even your kids to start to be praying about what is God leading you and your family to give this Christmas offering on December 19th. And it's not about the amount, but it's about being obedient to what God has put on your heart as your family to give. Because again, standing here today, looking at money coming in, it doesn't make sense. It's sometimes if we give, then we don't have enough money to pay the bills. So I'm telling you, standing here, we have never gone without. Now, times are stressful, times are tough, but we have never gone without. So if that's you, if you're stressed about that, I wanna challenge you to take that step of faith. Because for me, it's just not, all right, God, I trust you, but it's literally saying, God, here's this money, it is yours to begin with, and I completely trust that you are gonna provide. So we've talked about a clear mission from God. We've talked about 
trusting God in all of our ways, trusting God with their wealth. And then number four is that God will meet your every need, even when it seems impossible. I'm gonna repeat that. God will meet your every need, even when it, when it seems impossible. I love that Jennifer shared this because storms are going to happen. Crises are going to arise. And what are we going to do? So I love this verse in uh, Philippians 4, 19, because when Jennifer shared this, I was like, oh, I got three verses and I can't wait to share this. So Philippians 4, 19 reads, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So this morning, do you really believe that? Do you believe that he will meet your needs? Maybe you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you're like, whoa, Jack, I can't even think that. So I want you to think, do you really believe that? Matthew 6, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So I, not only do I love that verse, but I love that chapter because it talks about, in my Bible, it's labeled don't worry. So for me, I worry about those things because in Matthew chapter six, Jesus talks about don't worry about what you eat, what you're gonna drink, what you're gonna wear for the world, for the pagans run after those things. So in the past and currently when I struggle with that, I turn to seeking Jesus. And I love that, that verse 33, it says, but. So instead of worrying about those things, I want you to seek God. And I love that word seek because for me, it, it pictures when I'm 15 minutes running late and I'm trying to find my keys or my phone or my wallet. You know that panic of you're flipping over the couch, you're ripping stuff out of the closets, out of the dirty clothes, trying to find your keys. You're looking with such intent, with such purpose, nothing else matters but finding your keys or finding your phone. And so those moments that I'm stressed out, I stop, I take a deep breath and I seek Jesus with all that I have. And I take refuge in Matthew 6, 33. And then you got 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So when I first read this verse many, many years ago, it was like, what does that word abound mean? I like it, it sounds cool, but what does that really mean? It means in large number or quantities. And that's exactly what I want. Obviously, we have God's grace. That's why he died on the cross for us. But I love the second part of that, in that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, we will abound, we will be successful in all that we do. Even when I try things and I fail, I can still learn from them. So the action step to this is to answer this question, do you really trust God? When it's just you laying in bed or on the way to work, do you really trust God that he will meet all your needs? I can't answer that for you this morning. Only you can, but I want you to take a moment to think, do you really trust God? 
Because I know as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, as I walk through some of the darkest points in my life, yes, without a doubt, because that is the only way that I can make it through those moments. So again, we've talked about having a clear mission from God. We talked about trusting God in all your ways, trusting God with their wealth, that God will meet our every need, even if it seems impossible. So number five is to take every opportunity with your kids. Take every opportunity you have with your kids. I love Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine. Some of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And it reads, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads and write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Because the world takes every opportunity it can to turn them away from Jesus, to throw stuff at them that they have no reason to be looking at or hearing. The world capitalizes on it. So our job is to take every opportunity that we have with our kids to, in the name of Jesus, draw them closer towards Jesus. That's what this whole series has been about. What are we doing as a family to grow closer to Jesus? So to wrap things up, we got some practical tools that I wanted to give you in this family action plan for you and your family, you and your spouse, or just you to start to do to grow in your relationship with Jesus. The first one is the Bible Project. This is an amazing website that you can go to, and there's so many amazing videos talking about everything the Bible has to offer. And what's great is that it all points to Jesus. So you need to go check it out. We love to watch these videos as we cuddle in bed. I got, I got, I got two girls, so we're all cuddling in bed with our dogs, and, and we watch these, and we have discussions about them. So I want you to go check it out. Another thing I want you all to look up is, is a group called Streetlights, all right? So if you're on Apple, um, on, on iTunes, uh, you know, Spotify, anywhere you stream your music from, look them up because they put the Bible to a beat. And so we have this playing in our kitchen 24-7, so then that way we have the Word of God constantly playing in the background. That's Psalms, Proverbs, Colossians, whatever it is, but we always have the Word of God. Then, obviously, read the Bible together as a family. Do you really do that? Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. So I wanna challenge you as a family, start to memorize those verses. Start to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 today in the parking lot before y'all leave. Hey kids, we're gonna read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Read it, it'll take 30 seconds. And then tonight, then tomorrow, and then you just keep going. Just like anything with, with memorizing lyrics to your favorite song, you listen to that song over and over and over and over again. So, and what I love to do with memorizing scripture, I love to write them down and create note cards. So then that way, if I'm in carpool line, instead of being on social media or whatever, I'm being productive, memorizing scripture. 
So I don't know where you're at today. I know some people are on mountaintops, some are down in the valleys. But I want you to know that we are here. So as we move into a time of worship, we have our hope chest. So then that way you can come to Jesus with what you're hoping, what you are trusting God to do in your life. We have here at the Zora campus, we have our Lord's Supper in the back of the room. Maybe you just need to take a moment and do this in remembrance of him. So then that way, as we start back to work, school in this Christmas season, you can get back on focus. Or maybe, maybe the burden's too heavy this morning and you need somebody to pray with. At each of our campuses, we have our, our elders ready to pray for you just so you don't have to carry this burden alone. So what are you going to do for your family? What action step are you going to take to draw you and your family closer to Jesus? Let's pray. Lord God, we come before you and we just thank you so much, God, for your word. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness, Jesus. We just praise your name for dying on the cross and saving us of our sins, God. Again, we acknowledge you as our Lord and Lord and the King of Kings. And so, God, we pray for each person that is listening today. God, I just bind Satan in the name of Jesus, God, from their lives, from their families, God. I ask that you put a hedge of protection around them right now, Lord God. And as we leave this morning, God, that we will put some actions to what we've been talking about for the past month, Lord God, that you will be the center of our lives, Lord God, that each family here, God, you will overflow their cups. And so, God, again, we just thank you for the work that you're doing here. And God, and we just ask this in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.